High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, babysitters, lonely sheriffs, mental health professionals. Oh, an extra special shout out to you murderers out there, I guess. Sorry, that was a stretch. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening. Not really, but we'll get into that later. But first, school is still in session. I'm sure uh, I'm sure you guys did your homework this week, right? Well, evidently you did not do your John Cusack homework because he's still blocking us on Twitter. If this is your first time listening, a little update. I give homework assignments every week, and one of the most important ones is for John Cusack to unblock us on Twitter. Well, for you guys to get him to unblock us on Twitter. Long story short, the first episode of this podcast we did was Better Off Dead, John Cusack film. He didn't like it. I asked him on Twitter, and I got blocked somehow. Well, I shouldn't say me. It was all of us, the entire high school slumber party, slumber nation, whatever the hell you want to call us. So guys, remember, get John Cusack to unblock us. Your other homework assignment was to watch Halloween. Before we dive into Halloween, though, just a reminder, we have a cool, awesome field trip tomorrow. A real field trip. If you're in the New York City area, specifically if you can get to Yonkers, 6 p.m. tomorrow at the Yonkers Police Athletic League Center, whatever it's called. Look it up. Google it. Roller Derby. If you listened to last week's episode of Whip It, which I know you did, you'll kind of get a feel for what I'm talking about. Queen Elizabeth II has cordially invited us, and you get a discount if you mention High School Slumber Party at the door, but cordially invited us to a roller derby match, or bout, Suburbia Roller Derby, Westchester's only all-women's flat-check roller derby, I believe. I think so. I think that was the tag phrase. Anyway, I'm going to be there. A bunch of cool people are going to be there. Well, people I know. And say hi to me. Mention High School Slumber Party. Get that discount. And we'll chill. We'll chill after. I can't wait to see some of you guys. It's going to be awesome. I know, I know. That's the bell. But remember, guys, the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Anyway, a couple other things. I mentioned like two weeks ago that I was going to read some comments on the air. Um, I'm still going to do that. But I'm waiting for more of them to come on. I want to pick some good ones. I want to have a juicy comment fest, I guess. <laughs> uh, that'll up your class participation grade, so keep them coming. I'm loving the feedback. So today, Halloween. Want to get into it. Awesome, awesome movie. I mean, iconic movie. You can check out, though, um, I think two podcasts on the Cage Club 
podcast network. That's cageclub.me, cageclub.me. Two other podcasts are doing Halloween 3 randomly. And when I saw that Halloween 3 was being done by Real Bad and Third Time's a Charm, of course, with Michael Manzi, I was like, I gotta do Halloween. I gotta do the OG Halloween. Because Newsflash... Wow, Newsflash, I'm dating myself. (laughs) No, but I am not a horror film guy. I didn't grow up with them. I really didn't watch them. So this is kind of a new thing for me. There are a lot of high school horror films, and if you guys have been a little disappointed that I haven't done any yet, it's just because I'm not too familiar with them. Of course, of course, I know Halloween. But I had to bring on people who knew the horror genre and the film better, so I invited my friends Dan and Autumn, and actually, I wasn't hosting. I went to their house, and it's really cool. They're big Halloween people. Their wedding invite has is, like, spooky-themed, I guess you could say. It's not themed like that. It makes it sound like something from Party City. It's got a skeleton couple on it. I really like it. But, you know, they're, they're like, really horror and Halloween people. And being there, being in their suburban home, I really got that horror vibe. If you listen closely in this episode, you'll hear, like, the crickets. You know, not because we were boring, but we were actually, like, away from the city where I usually record. Maybe you guys hear, like, uh, police sirens when the episode's at my place, but whatever. No, but it's a great episode. You're gonna love it. Definitely, if you didn't watch Halloween, watch it. But you're probably all familiar with it, right? So without further ado... Pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with John Carpenter's, the director, who also scored this film, John Carpenter's Halloween theme. What a way to open up. I love this theme. Class dismissed. Yeah, we try it. Well, it's more her than me. Um, I'm lazy on most decorating. But things. half of our decorations are just up all year long anyway. <laughs> That's true. We, we like like a keep... good chunk of these are just here all year round. So We have some of them that like originally went up for like our Diodolos Martos parties. Yeah, and then you just don't leave. And then just, just like, you don't know, take it down. like that. <laughs> just kind of like it where it is. It's... When does the Halloween season start for you guys like or, or when do you feel like halloween like it's acceptable to put up the not year-round displayed halloween decorations i personally would say september 1st he thinks you have to wait until after labor day. i say after labor day is like the last official like summer holiday i i, 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 can, I can dig that that's fair like, my name is autumn still- i get a pass I can, <laughs> I can do it a little bit earlier I say, people are still wearing white. White's like the opposite of like the Halloween colors. Now, so. as somebody who, and I know you guys do, like who always grew up in the Northeast, like we have season changes. And it, I feel yes, like we the have last four couple seasons, we're, we're very lucky. <laughs> yeah, we have summer and winter. 
That's two. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's what it's been lately. And that was oh, my yeah. point. Like, the last couple of years, like, fall is, like, two weeks. Same with spring. Yeah, no, and the shoulder seasons have been way too short. So it is weird that I, like, we have Halloween decorations around, but I'm wearing shorts. I was very sweaty today. Yeah, and Kmart already has their Christmas stuff out. And it's <laughs> well, that's just... another story. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, my mom saying, you can't wear that costume trick-or-treating. Because you're going to freeze. Right. And right? being so mad when you had a costume and then your mom made you wear a jacket that covered up all <laughs> yeah. the It's like, well, why the, the hell am I even doing this? My, my mom always bought my Halloween costume a size too big so that I could wear, like, a Long sweatshirt and yeah. sweatpants underneath my wow, costume so thinking. I'd be warm. That's thinking. I remember that. With because days. there was no way I was wearing a jacket over <laughs> my Halloween costume. You could also be that, like, classic ghost, like, the sheet over you and just have the jacket. I never, I've never seen anybody. Yeah, do no that one's ever life. like actually done. That like it's ghost. such a cliche. I was a ghost for Halloween once when I was like five, and my mom bought the costume, and she realized midway trick or treating that it kind of looked like a clan costume. I think my mom knew that all along. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> Going back to it, even in Halloween, the movie, uh, Michael Myers dons the sheet. That would have freaked me out more. I'm like, no one's ever worn that costume right? before. <laughs> it's, it's depression era 30s when you I was going to say, yeah, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars yeah. on a Halloween costume. Not everyone like has that kind of money. But Why do you think scarecrows parent? were also a Halloween costume? Because what do we have? We have Dustin overalls. Like, be a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you now you see the ghost costume at like college campuses when people are being really ironic. Yeah. Absolutely, especially with glasses on the outside, <laughs> like Michael Myers in like, Halloween. Exactly, because he took the kids' glasses and put them on. I would be a ghost, but like with like a different kind of sh- not like the white sheet, but oh, like some in kind Beetlejuice, of like, print. like when they're trying. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> when Gina Davis is trying their first hand at haunting. <laughs> what happened to Gina Davis? Huh? Uh, really bad plastic surgery. I think. Really? Well, I feel like she-, she got that early on. Was it? Because what was the movie with her and Sam Jackson where it was like a. Oh. She was, it was almost like um, like Jason Bourne, but she was like a woman. Like She was living this housewife dream, and then she gets like Somebody, knocked on the head, okay, and then I'm she's like a Sam Jackson, Gina Davis. Long Kiss Goodbye, or Long, long Kiss, kiss Goodnight. Goodbye, yeah. Or Long Kiss Goodnight, yes. Here it is. <laughs> oh, man. I think that was the last time she looked normal. Was that before or after League of Their Own? I don't know. I just I just thought of that right now. Like I have not seen Gina Davis but yet, in a while, she just looks very puffy. But lately, again, you guys are like very. That's why I wanted to have you on. You're very into the the Halloween thing. I got your wedding invitation recently. I RSVP'd, as you said, one of one of, mm-hmm. one of, one of the first. first. Yes, I was gonna say one of the few, but that sounds bad. But, but it's also meant, true. But I meant one of the first. That's <laughs> a better. Way. To be fair, the RSVP date is on Halloween. She's getting it on so, record, so everybody oh, knows oh, yeah. to get these freaking cards. And that's back. why you like you were like Brian. I gotta hit you up. Can I get on your podcast? Right, people exactly. haven't RSVP'd yet, and I want to get the word out. Got to get the word out. <laughs> That's what people do here. Also, if anybody wants to send a gift. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, your invitation is very, I don't want to say spooky, but definitely definitely very you like dead things. Halloween-themed. So clearly, I, I'm with the right people, I think, right? I would say so. I, yeah, definitely. So on this podcast, we introduce ourselves by saying our name, our high school, graduating year, optional some people don't like to reveal their age. I've been putting that in. Some people are dinks. <laughs> and what the uh, what the school team name was. So, okay. Dan, you can go first, and then Autumn. Well, Brian would be very familiar. Uh, we graduated together. Yes, the we school. did. We are 
the Golden Knights of Northern Valley Say Region. your name oh, first. Oh, my name is Dan Ferrara. <laughs> and we graduated Northern Valley Regional at Old Japan, and we were the Golden Knights. Go Golden Knights. Woohoo! Which apparently decided sports were a thing after. Yeah, they were much better <laughs> we went from after being, like, we graduated. Terrible. But yes, Dan, an old classmate of mine. We've spent some Halloweens together. And we have. And we can get into that later. You're a bit raucous. <laughs> and Autumn. Uh, hi, I'm Autumn. I went to Hamilton High East, but everyone calls it Steiner, and I graduated in 2006, and we were the Spartans. Ooh. For the sake of this podcast. And somebody did a prank on my school where they changed Home of the Spartans to Home of Satan. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I was, I was Out gonna, front of the school. The it was of, awesome. For the sake of this podcast, can we refer to it as Frankensteiner? Oh. Wait, why do people call it Steiner? I, I'm I realize I don't know. I mean, it was always Steiner, but on like my diploma, it says Hamilton High East. So does, I'm not which makes really sense because sure. there's Hamilton West. Well, there's Hamilton West, which I don't think has a second name. Then there's Hamilton North, which is Nottingham, but people call it Nottingham, not Hamilton North. Is Steiner on Steiner Street? No. Or Ave or something? No. Whoa. Wow. It's no. Not, it's not. You're right. Yeah. It's on the Clocker, town of Hamilton. I don't know the rules there, but to Spartans, Golden Knights. Kind of a uh, kind of armored, <laughs> armored I people. I guess that's why you guys are together, and the only reason. <laughs> it's really a, a thinly knit relationship, but it's based on. But he's a great older, so he is. He isn't an older grade. <laughs> the little bit of wisdom that you right. you give that exactly. that one year has given you so much. Spartans so. leg armor, it helps <laughs> out, not the skirts. It's true. I, I like those night skirts. Though, that they like that they wear. Yeah, there's know. a word for that, and I don't. Oh, know Oh, I'm what sure. It... But if you knew the name of every piece of armor, then I'd you need a, a podcast for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, guys, for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Glad Halloween is the film today, and and by the way, that's the 1978 version because there's a 2018 version that came out this year, also just called Halloween, which I didn't see, but. We're talking about the OG Halloween today. But Dan, I mentioned that we, we went to high school together. And when I was uh, prepping the notes for this podcast, I remembered one Halloween. It's not a great story, but it was the first Halloween I spent with you. We were going trick-or-treating. And your, um, what, do, what do they call the basket where you get candy? Is that, does that have a name? Like, you know, usually it's like a, like a plastic pumpkin. Well, yeah, when you're a kid, it's like the plastic <laughs> jack-o'-lantern bucket thing. Um, we always Bucket, used, I guess. We used to always use pillowcases. Well, yes. Yeah, so you used your pillowcase, and it was a Jets pillowcase. And I remember we all walked up to this home. And, and I the guy he, didn't give me candy. The guy was a Giants fan. Yeah. And he said, he gave us all candy, and you reached out. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're a Jets fan. No candy for you. And just closed the door. How old were you? We were like, oh, we, we were not school. children. No, we were like 14. <laughs> no, this is the high school story. We used yeah. to go trick or treating every high school. I did too. We went yeah. trick or treating until we were 19 years old. So I was going to ask, like, how did you celebrate your Halloweens in high school? Obviously, we know as a kid, Halloweens are like, or younger kid, Halloweens are really big time. Oh, yeah. I went trick or treating until I was 19. Well, I feel like we were one of the first generations never to go to a stage where it's like, oh, Halloween's uncool now. No, it just changed how you celebrated. Like, uh,. You know, it was always about getting as much candy as you can, and especially like when we were younger, before I moved to Old Japan when I was still a Dumont kid. Yeah, we go out and you you go and you change pillowcases when you fill one up. You know, it's like it was about <laughs> wow. And then, uh, then when you get to high school, it was like, all right, we're gonna get candy because you're never too old for free candy. But then, like, like it's stupid in the sense that we were relatively good kids. Like, we really didn't 
like drink or do drugs or anything like that. But then like we would just egg each other on until one of us did something dumber <laughs> than the next, and then it would just turn into like we were mischievous in the sense like, but not mischievous. We weren't super, deviant. Super no, we weren't bad, deviant. Like, we were just like really like how when my parents would fall asleep and we would take everything in their cabinets and switch them, like, mirror image. It's, like, really <laughs> innocent stuff, but my mom would open the drawer and be like, why is everything, you know, everything that was to the right is now on the left, and, like, just... For the record, I used to do that all the time with everything. Like, in high school, I used to switch people's lockers a lot. Hmm. What, do you, what do you mean, switch like, their lockers? W- one in particular that I'm thinking of is, is our mutual friend Anthony and our mutual friend well, people Mike. just wouldn't lock their lockers in yeah. high school. yeah. I don't. I never remember my locker combination. Like mine was just filled with orange soda bottles. <laughs> That's true. I uh, I don't know. Like it could be like a problem in my brain, or just me being lazy. Like it, it's, it goes. Were your with... locks not built onto your locker? No, they, they, were, they were. Everybody they were. just left them open. But That's this is so like weird. when I see an analog clock now. I just I like I haven't read an analog clock in years, and I think it's out of laziness. Because I'm like, I don't want to do the math there. <laughs> and then I just look at my phone. And it was similar with a locker. Like, I could lock this up, but I'm just going to leave it open because yeah, I don't want to turn this And thing. there's nothing in there important. No, it's like I steal my tech. Ooh, I don't because know. in high school, everybody carried every book they owned in their backpack all the time anyway. And that's why I can't stand up straight. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, so Anthony and Mike, again, two mutual friends of ours, I, they, I knew both their lockers were unlocked and I took everything out of Mike's locker and everything out of Anthony's locker and just switched them and put them in the exact same spot. It's like a 30 second laugh. Yeah. And they they rolled with it for a good two weeks but something happened where oh Anthony by chance in the new location next to his girlfriend and they broke up. So I felt bad so I switched them back because it got awkward. (laughs) Regardless that was the whole locker switching thing. Autumn, what were your Halloweens like in high school? In high school. Okay. Well, half of the fun for me was getting into costumes and usually, like, getting ready with your friends. And then we would all meet up. I lived in, like, uh, development. It was called the Highlands. So, like, uh, a lot of kids... (laughs) (laughs) So, like, a lot of my friends from high school lived in, like, the same development, so it was, like, perfect for trick-or-treating because there was a lot of houses. Oh, yeah, the developments, that's where you hit those up. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, and then we would go to my friend Kate's neighborhood, and they were all, like, the big, rich houses, so that was fun. I remember we tried that, like, going to Alpine, New Jersey, like, which Mm -hmm. is, like, for well, it people. sucked because the houses were too far apart. Yeah. Like you want it, like the hi- like you you know the Highlands. The houses are pretty close together. That was like right. the so you perfect trick or treating neighborhood. Well, our thought was, and then we used to walk to. We did this several Halloweens. We walked to the Groveville Cemetery. Ooh. We had a seance with our Ouija board. It was the craft. I think we were more like now and then. I remember us trying to go to Alpine because <laughs> it was like the rich town. Like for those listening who don't know, Alpine is on the same equivalent as like. Bel Air in California, like Orange County. It's like the super rich town. And our thought was like, oh, they have the money. They're going to be giving out the full-size candy bars. Or they're <laughs> going to give you, oh, I'm going to knock on a door and get a five-pound Kit Kat or whatever it is. And none of us thinking. So talk somebody who could drive into getting us there, not thinking that these people are just rich assholes and they have cameras all over the house and they're just not opening their doors. Yeah, and not honestly... <laughs> and like, not one person ever opened their doors To defend them a little, my house never, ever got trick-or-treaters. 
Ever. So we stopped buying Halloween candy. Yeah. It's One nice. year we stopped buying. That's when One trick-or-treater came. Yeah. And we had to actually, so you would be right, we had to actually give them full-size candy bars that we had, had to have. So here's the ice cream like, in my freezer. Like, oh my god, a trick-or-treater yeah. came? Because I, I lived Well, that's how I feel now. Town, we, uh, but, we, but the thing is, I'm always stocked for like an <laughs> army. And we don't get anybody. I say it's like, We got I, one. We got one. And <laughs> oh. I sat in the window and waited all night. And What's the point of buying a house if you're not going to get triggered? Well, like, so actually, I said one year we got to get like big, obnoxious, inflatables and like strobe lights let and the stuff, public and like lure them into well, us. Well, that's not the phrase you want to use. Yeah, it's like why s- people don't trick or treat anymore. It's like we got to do the safe <laughs> trunk or treat at the school where it's supervised. No, that's and, uncool. But we went. So we went. Actually, me and Dan went trick or treating last year. With our dog. We did. And <laughs> a lot of houses just don't turn their lights on anymore because kids aren't trick-or-treating. So it's like it takes away mm. when you do trick-or-treat because it's like, well, these houses have their free lights on. But people love a dog in costume. And so true, many people had do. dog do. goodie bags. There was more than one person that had, like, wow. treats for yeah, the wrapped dog. wrapped-up dog treats. It was awesome. So I guess we're not the only people out there trick-or-treating with their dogs. They're I mean, few and far between, 30. but more dedicated. This is There's a lot of reasons. Like, I guarantee you no... Well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to alienate you guys. But no people of the generation I'm thinking of right now listen to this podcast. But again, if I'm alienating you out there, I apologize. But uh, this is why they hate our generation. Because we still trick or treat. We're still, we still celebrate <laughs> Halloween. And, and, oh, I thought and, you were, we were still asking for handouts from, from basically baby boomers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. Essentially, yes. And dogs are our children. Yes. <laughs> That's why we are, we, like, uh, Tom Brokaw says, like, the generation that fought World War II is the greatest generation. We're the most hated generation. Oh, totally. And that's why. Because <laughs> we're 31 and we haven't it's grown out of Halloween yet. Yeah, no, it's, uh, exactly. Dude, again. everyone can <laughs> suck it. Yeah. I work, like, 70 hours a week. If I want my one holiday to go around and just have fun as for candy dressed as Deadpool or whatever... <laughs> Hey, just baby, have that. Yeah, don't take our jobs, and then we wouldn't celebrate Halloween. Yeah, I'm just trying to get free food in the economy. Ruined. <laughs> no, but it is true. It's such a it's just a difference from the generation before. We're like, oh, Halloween's lame. I'm not dressing up anymore. Honestly, I don't know if there was a year where I didn't dress up. Maybe one because of like I was working. There's something. never been a Halloween that I haven't dressed up. What was, ever. The, what was your last Halloween costume? Um, last year on Halloween, uh, I was a lion, and Gus uh, was a chili cheese dog, which oh. I could put that costume on if I could, I don't, actually, I can't, I don't know exactly. <laughs> no, I do it's know where it's at. It's upstairs in the closet, I think. Yeah. Oh, I can dress him up later if you'd like. And what were you, Dan? I was Chewbacca. Dan was Chewbacca. Chewbacca mom, or just Chewbacca? Just Chewbacca. Well, the, it was kind of cold last year, so we were trying to, like, pick costumes that would be warm. Because we went trick or treating. The opposite of what we were saying, but you know, last Halloween was pretty brisk. There was a couple. Of That's how I know I'm an adult. I dress for the season now with my costume. <laughs> but we're still, still trick or treating. It's not the fact that I'm trick or treating, but I'm dressed for it this. By time. the way, you know that Chewbacca mom? Like she got really famous because she she put a Chewbacca head on. on right. The yeah. Whatever. I don't really. I don't even know if I watched that video, but everyone watched it. I work across from like the Beacon Theater in Manhattan. And nice name drop. Uh, what? Nice name drop. The Beacon Theater. Like, <laughs> yeah, my dad is Richard Beacon, and he owns it. I just if you go no, but uh, and I I was walking by I think yesterday. What do you call the the marquee on the right. marquee? One of the names was Chewbacca Mom, and I'm like, people buy tickets just to, what in New do? York City. For what? Like, I mean, what what is that act? More power to her. I'm not even really sure. Like I kind of vaguely know. I think she was like in a minivan with like a Chewbacca mask. Yeah. But, like what? <laughs> 
people just go and look at her and just ah! <laughs> like uh anyway so i ask this every episode of my guests and i want to theme it a little bit this time so we're on the high school slumber party and i always ask my guests what sleeping bag you're bringing but today i want you to theme what halloween themed sleeping bag would you bring to the sleeping party and i don't mean halloween the film no okay. okay just anything spooky anything if i could it would be my sleeping bag would be an astronaut and the zipper would be in the middle and I'd bust out like the alien. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. I like that. Oh, man. Mine would be like super lame then. Yeah, probably. I would have just had good. like one where you like zipped it open and it had like blood splatter inside. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's, what is it on the outside? Just plain like looking like, you know, you're like Coleman. Or go, bag. go real old school. Make it look like a sarcophagus and you're huh. the mummy on the inside. Oh, that's cool too. Like Abbott and Costello. Uh, like but I feel like thing. that's not like a like, I'm actually planning to sleep in my sleeping bag, so I want it to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so you have it lined in satin like your coffin. <laughs> oh, man. You guys had a Halloween party, what, a couple of years ago? We did. It was like our... It was like our first... Our housewarming party. It was our first party here. Yeah. I dress as a UPS man. I just borrowed our, our friend Chris, who's been on the podcast for... That's uh, when I was D3 still working Mighty for Ducks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up in his short shorts, because honestly, I always wanted to wear the UPS short mm-hmm. shorts. They look comfortable. Our basement is still decorated for that home. There, there, oh, are, really? still, there are still original well, decorations. Well, I like the decorations, so I just never cared to take them down, so like, there's like fake spider webs up there and like caution Although I'm starting to get caught and... in them now, as I just try to work regularly in the basement. How do you tell like the real spider webs from the fake spider webs? I don't care because I like spiders. They <laughs> eat all the annoying bugs like flies and mosquitoes. So I'm okay with spiders. I, I'm, I'm okay with them. I mean, it just I, the fake spider webs though. Real spider webs are very silky, you know? We get one right by on our back porch and it's like the biggest spider ever but we just leave it alone. It, doesn't it show how crappy humans are that like a real spider web's like Really beautiful, but when we get the chance to create a spider web with the fake stuff, it's just like a glob of it's cloth. just a cotton ball. <laughs> it's just a giant cotton ball. It's hard because like, then you like start to pull it apart, and then it like rips completely. <laughs> it's because it can't be replicated. It's like tensile strength wise, spider web is like the per- I'm trying to make like body armor out of it. They just can't figure out how to like harvest it because it's. We're gonna jump into the movie soon, but it it got me thinking like um just through this podcast and through other things i've talked to a lot of people like from around the world and by far no question about it halloween is like the most america jealous thing that we have that they don't really have halloween's gaining popularity around the world like halloween was only an american thing for a while and now it's celebrated around the world just because it's like Wow, I want to have that holiday. Huh? I didn't. Well, I know that it's makes a, sense. It's a I guess pagan, now that it's I think a pagan about holiday. It. I know that. I think not even like the Celts up in it. Ireland. Like we do it. Yeah, like it's so differently. True, it's, it's so ever hardcore. been. Um, one of our former guests, Shawnee, she's from Australia, and she's a big Halloween person. We'll actually have her on this month as well. And she actually like came with her mom to visit Salem. Cool. Um, from Australia. Like, yeah, that's awesome. It's amazing, like, of the exports of our culture that people say we don't even have a culture. Yeah, and again, we took Halloween. it from somebody else. Okay. I get that. But, like, <laughs> Halloween is the main, like, the American staple is like, damn, I wish we did it like they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a party like that. <laughs> so every week I also read, it depends on when the movie's from. But if it's like this era, 1978, I'll read the back of the VHS cover. Looked it up, and this is the back of the VHS of Halloween. The most successful independent motion picture of all time, dot, dot, dot. 
a horror classic that will scare you out of your wits. Michael Myers escapes the Illinois State Mental Hospital after 15 years of treatment for the brutal murder of his sister and has returned to Haddonfield to, re to relive his crime. What follows is a reign of terror. He came home for Halloween and may return. So I always ask my guests, what do you think? Do you think that like describes the movie? Or there's some interesting points in there, I think. But... I mean, it, it gets the ball rolling. Yeah, that's the whole first it, part it of the movie. It definitely sums it up. There's I, no secrets kind of there. It's, I it's didn't like, realize this was an independent film. Like, I didn't, I don't, so I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am a horror novice. I did not grow up watching horror films. I don't know anything about these horror films. And this films. is her oh, real house. Yeah, since I was like two to ten, every <laughs> weekend my dad would take me to Blockbuster. That was like the first section I went to. The horror always shared with sci-fi section was like half a freaking shelf, so I I rented like everything Blockbuster had to offer when I was younger. Remember when that was the event? Then it got though. easier as I got older, because, you know, streaming and stuff. Well, yeah, no, Block, for just your point, Dan, quickly, like, Blockbuster is one of the reasons, like, I started this podcast. I just envisioned it, like, being there on a Friday, and... It was a thing to do! Go to Going to Blockbuster and was like an you event. You weren't straddled with this like Netflix situation where you go there and you just scroll for hours. Well, and so hours. me and Dan you know, still movies. rent movies at the video store wow. on a independent, independent video store. It you guys still have a exists. Video store? That's yes, great. yes, we do, and we go to it. They get all the releases early, but they don't like advertise it. You have to be like in to get Ooh, them. That's cool. Uh huh. It's awesome, but we like it because there's like first off, you can't sit there scrolling for hours. It's like what you pick. You're stuck watching, and that's good. Oh, how many films I judged by their cover. Oh, well, exactly. that's exactly what it is. So, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm a horror novice, so that's why I wanted to bring uh, you guys on. I knew this was an independent, like, not without saying it, not that I knew it, but I kind of realized it re-watching it, because it's probably the first time I watched the full original Halloween, probably since we were in high school. And I knew this had to be an independent movie when, I even made comment of it when we were watching it, when it said produced by, and it was just some Arabic name. And, they, it was like, and, <laughs> and like, this that. guy just found somebody to fund it, and that was it. He, yeah, uh, so that so you said, like, do you remember the first time you saw this? Or uh, you said the last time I was in high school, so. First time I saw this, I had to be relatively young. I had to be like eight or nine. Wow. I can't remember much. I remember, I remember seeing it. I can't. Like, I don't cause know. Because my parents had this old, well, at the time it wasn't old, but it was a Zenith TV set. Nice. And it, it still had, like, steel push buttons. And I remember watching it on that with a gray illegal box. <laughs> nice. Oh, the old illegal boxes. I don't know if I've... Like, I thought I saw this film. I don't know if I've seen it front to back or have memory of seeing it front to back. We were talking. It all kind of blurs together because there's... Because there's so many Yeah, there are 11 Halloween. now. Yeah. The third one has nothing to do with the rest of the franchise, but it's actually pretty good. I recommend yeah, the it third if you one, haven't seen it. So I was just talking with um, Michael Manzi, someone else on the Cage Club Podcast Network, cageclub.me, cageclub.me, and he, his show is called Third Time's a Charm, and he does the third of every film. Hmm. So he'll be doing this week Halloween 3. Which we, I, I thought was actually... In the series, it sucks because it has nothing to do with it, but on its own, it's pretty good. A lot of people like it, and that's what we were talking about. But but it, it has nothing to do with any of the other movies. that the movie Halloween exists in Halloween So 3. it's like meta. Like they're watching Halloween at one point. Right. So, whew. But isn't Jamie Lee Curtis in the third one? 
I don't no, think no. so. I don't think she showed up again until like H2O. later oh, in the franchise. H- okay. I saw that in the movie theaters. Yeah, no, I mean, that's another one a lot of people remember. I feel like our generation, that one came out. In well, like we a, were in, like, middle school when it came out, so definitely. That one I've seen as well, but this one I was like, wow, I haven't seen it, like, if I've seen it at all. So, so wait, they did a 1 through 5 and then H2O, and then there was, like, another one? Well, the, Rob Zombie did two of them. Rob Zombie. And then that was, like, later. Yeah. That yeah. was, like, 2008. And then uh, they just recently did one. Okay. And I'm, again, I... Phew, I'm the worst at horror. Like, I, I know nothing about it. Autumn, do you remember the first time you saw it? Or or even the last time you saw it? Was, is this a movie you know well, I guess is my question. Yeah, I've, I've watched the movie, I would say, at least five times in my life. Which I feel like for a movie like that is a lot, a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, no, I would say so. Yeah. Let's just dive into this one, really. Michael Myers, like, what do you think of him as a villain? And by the way, this is not Mike Myers, like Cat in the Hat. That would be so I married an axe murderer. As a kid, I used to get so. I would confused. say Austin Powers first. No, Why were those your? <laughs> what? So I married an axe murderer. I remember him with the bacon, <laughs> like in his sleeve, and he yes, pretty, like, I cut know. Off his hand. Wayne's That's World, cold. Austin Powers, but yeah. I just was trying to be clever. Okay. <laughs> right. As a kid, I was so confused. Like, why would they name a villain that? Like. You know, or why would they name a child after? Well, okay, so no offense to Michael, but out of, like, the three main, like, slasher... Jason Michael. Slasher heartthrobs, he's the lamest. He is the lamest. And there's some discrepancies about him, like... He's got this alleged superhuman strength, but then, like, can't break a door down. So it's like, mm, what's your deal, well, Michael? I was say, it doesn't seem like he has too many powers in this one. Like he, yeah, no, he you're has right. Some fucking insane strength. He does some some but strong man that's, shit. Yeah, but that's on the border of like I'm gonna get politically incorrect here. Uh, okay. Like mongoloid strength because he's <laughs> okay, obviously no, I, like I know you don't mean it like. I, but uh, <laughs> but no, but like Jesus. no, in the in the league, <laughs> yeah, that's totally the wrong way. Like to Lenny. Yes, like I, I little you know I, I hurt the rabbit, George. I don't think he's slow. Well, okay, well, no, I mean, okay, we can get. Yeah, I'm getting that back to that because in the very beginning when you see young Michael Myers at six after he murders his sister. He's this normal, angelic little blonde-haired boy. And then Was jo- he angelic? I think I missed no, that he's, part. He's, he's, in, he's totally, he's blood-free. It's the only blood on the knife. And he's just like, you know, he's blue, blonde-haired, blue-eyed little boy, like in a clown suit. And uh, fast forward, this is what I don't understand. Now he's 23, I guess, when this, the murder spree takes place. And at the very end of the movie, he does get unmasked for like a split second right before the doctor like shoots him. Mm. And he has like the one bulging eye and the buck teeth and stuff like that. And you're like, how did, like there were no, I mean, unless it was just a very hard time at the I was going to say, maybe he had like a, like a Hannibal Lecter cage on his face and it like deformed his like growth. It's funny because I bet you almost all these questions we have today are going to be answered by 11 films or you Oh, hope, I'm sure. But nobody has seen all 11. Not nobody, right. but most people, so we don't know. But we're we're, just... You're going to get like all these messages. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there a Halloween 2 where they put like a hidden, it was like a hidden camera? One of them is like Blair Witchy. Well, they, wasn't there one where they put like hidden cameras in the house and people had to like stay in it and then... Hmm. Yeah, you're right. They all You're again, right. all the ones that I think blur together. Yeah. yeah, and that's the same just because we were exactly even... what we said. They all there's so many they just blur together. So the only like powers that I could see that he has is like he seemingly at one point comes back to life. Well, that and he like 
picks the one dude up by like his throat. With, yeah, like, there are one there are multiple institutions wrestlers. Of, do that. Yeah. Although nobody in this movie fights back. That at was our all. that was our first realization. It's nobody struggles. There <laughs> is a, like that when he kills his sister, he, she's just like. Ah, yeah, almost, almost like it's no, like, oh, Michael, Michael, are you doing this again? <laughs> Michael, what are you doing? Michael, put down the knife. Michael, oh, like her hands are like this the whole time. The um, the other power I was gonna say, and they mentioned in, in, in the film, is that like <laughs> he learns to drive somehow, and I guess that's a power. Well, brief, and I don't know if this bleeds into the later films because the Doctor Quick says somebody here must have taught him. So there I is... looked this up. Okay. So apparently it's solved in one of the Halloween films, but I couldn't find out why. But in the novelization, another shout out to Michael Manzi. So Michael Manzi, I didn't do- even know there was novelizations. He does. Uh, his third time's a charm podcast, and one of his features is that he finds the novelizations of these obscure third films, and like he'll read passages on there. But there's a novelization of this Halloween that is one of the most rare books to find, huh. apparently. And in that, it says that the doctor used to drive him to like hearings and stuff like that. So he used to watch, and he used to like watch, and was taking like mental notes and like had a drive and planning. Interesting. I mean, I guess that's a way, but... <laughs> the, okay, so the other question I had is, uh, what did you think of his mask? Oh, uh, um. you mean William Shatner? <laughs> yes, okay, so apparently it is a... My, fir- my first thought William Shatner mask. is, like, the company that's producing this William Shatner mask, did they run out of money? Or did they just, like, say, leave it blank... You because know, it looks like a William Shatner death mask, like in the in the, in the <laughs> like when Lincoln died and they put a plaster cast over his face and they just <laughs> left it white. It's like who just said eh, it's William Shatner's mold, but it don't need no skin tone or eyes or nothing. It's fine. <laughs> just send it out the way it is. I liked this movie when I watched it. Now I did, but I kept thinking like, imagine if I were just somebody in 1978 who went to theaters and never saw a horror film, which a lot of people like hadn't at that point. And like this would have been a ten times we had that better film discussion like, too because the fact that it's so much different the hype that was around this at the time you know it's it's cheesy now or campy is the better way because it's still enjoyable yeah. and everything but there's that camp to it but there's nothing else like that yeah to see so, like the weight to it when something's new and unexpected and it hasn't been done before yeah just and, that factor alone and a lot of the tropes that we see in probably thousands of it, horror films. This is where it started. It yeah. wasn't a trope yet. It was original and new and... This the, is one of your cornerstone horror films. And, and like, to somebody, you might be like, oh my god, you know, like, I've seen this happen so many times. Fast like, forward to Scream. Oh, oh the building one. blocks and the rules of the horror movie. <laughs> this is what establishes that. You know, the the killer always comes back to life for the last scare. Boom, there's Michael Myers. That's a good like, point. Don't ever say I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, virgins do better than yep, sex Yep, because Jamie Lee Curtis people. is the virgin in the, in the first. <laughs> now, yeah. look, there are precursors to this in terms of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre before this. Right. Hitchcock films. But this is a There's a lot of Hitchcock films. Yes. That's yes, where that's it's, like, it's just a different... Shot-wise, there's a lot taken from Hitchcock in this. As far Absolutely. E- even, like, the first person, like, the first murder when he murders his sister. That's very Hitchcockian in the shower with Psycho, like, first-person point of view, knife in, you know. But it's... Hitchcock was never gratuitous. No, and that's where you, it was you, methodical you and planning. Exactly. This, this is, is like the f- one of the first, if not the first, slasher film, which is well, Jaws came out this year too, seventy eight. Yeah, but I, I was gonna say while I was watching this, Jaws was a film that it like reminded me of because Jaws is a slasher. It's it's 
a horrible killer stalking pretty girls when they're they're most vulnerable. <laughs> so I, I mentioned that too, though, because like originally because like if I didn't know this was a William Shatner mask, and I'd never seen. What Michael does William Myers Shatner before? think of? The, <laughs> I wonder. Like, that's a good point. I'm sure he loves it. William <laughs> Shatner. Like I follow him on Instagram. And you like, do? yeah, I do. Like, the dude has like the best sense of humor. I know. Just, I used to play paintball a lot. He, he's like the most charitable guy ever. And I remember for a long time because I mean, of paintball. What? Yeah, well, no, I'm no. curious where yeah, this I'm, is I'm, going. For a long time, he used to run a charity paintball event called Shatner Ball. And this oh, is this cool. was a dude. Like now, he's like bordering eighty, if not in his eighties. But this is the guy was still in his sixties. Wow. You know, running around playing paintball and stuff. Is yeah, aside from Star Trek and all the other, and you know, T.J. Hooker and all the other things he did. I mean, he, oh. he seems he does seem like a guy. He just always has there. such a good vibe about everything. I can't see him being upset with any of that. <laughs> this film again is like it is. Bill, if you're out there, call me. <laughs> this film is considered one of the cornerstones of the horror or even slasher genre. Ninety-three percent from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-nine uh, percent of the audience. Because I think people appreciate like that's what, what it's it done. is. You take it for what it is. You don't judge it. You judge it. I should say you judge it in its own time. And if you think like, like so, we haven't said his name yet, but John, this is a John Carpenter film, of course. obviously, like one of the key John Carpenter films. So he co-wrote it, directed it, and I didn't realize he scored it. So that that like Halloween theme song that is, I think, great. Like, I love that lick. Iconic. It's, yeah, it's, iconic is a great way to put it. it. The iconic Halloween score, John Carpenter wrote that in, some places says three days, some people say four days, but the whole film was written something like ten days and a shot in twenty days, but, which is Well, that's the beauty awesome. of it. What did it really take? It took a mask, a jumpsuit, and a car. Yeah, three hundred thousand dollar budget, which is a like not chump change in nope. the seventies, and especially still, from back then. Yeah, it's. But it made seventy million in nineteen seventy eight. Seventy million for a film like this. So when it says the most successful independent film of all time, I get to it to the time because yeah, to, of course. Oh no, I'm I'm mistaken. I'm thinking Mad Max, but that was just the biggest cost to make versus <laughs> versus. <laughs> and the first Mad Max, you know, I was recently on a Mad Max three podcast, and the first Mad Max. A lot of people didn't even know it existed in the United States. Right. We only, everybody only knew Road Warrior. Road Warrior, yeah. Um, so John Carpenter, for those of you not familiar, you're living under a rock. But the one that I think of, being a wrestling fan, is uh, They Live, is the Roddy Piper film. So that one I like, Escape from New York. Escape that's like my, I could talk. I could make my own podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say. I feel like you're a big Escape from New York guy. Uh, let's say she's. I I do like horror a lot. Don't get me. But uh, sci-fi and that stuff is more my my take. You know, what's another John Carpenter film that I. I did. Well, the thing. Oh my God. Well, the Kurt thing. Russell with the thing is like. The thing, and they show clips in this. Right. The original. That's the, the thing original. He made it. Exa- yeah. I, I say that's in Halloween. And it's like a long part. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to double check this. Anything one. Kurt Russell touches is freaking gold. I'm just throwing that out. There. John Carpenter, yeah. Kurt Russell, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> That's I another have one. Never seen that, but it is a crossword. Uh, we have it on Blu-ray upstairs. <laughs> oh, it's a crossword puzzle uh, question. I'm feeling good, really good right now. Like I could take on the world. <laughs> By the way, it seems like John Carpenter scores a lot of his films. I didn't realize that he scored Big Trouble in Little China. What, what Got a multi- me, man. What a multi-talented guy. 
Yeah, so this is like his baby. He had a film before this, which was very popular, apparently. I had not seen Oh, Assault on Precinct 13. That was a remake, too. Okay. Uh, well, no, that was the original, but they made a remake. Oh, did and they? I, so I, I think with Colin Showtime Farrell. put out like a series in like the earlier 2000s. It was called Masters of Horror. And like different direct... I have it upstairs if you want to watch his episode. It's very good. His is called... like they, Each episode was a different director directing like a short film oh, for like... Cool the show on showtime but his was called cigarette burns it was so good that was my favorite of the whole series wow. i mean he, he's awesome you could you yeah. can tell here yeah that was a, I, if you haven't seen it i definitely recommend that no definitely check that out so by the way i want to give her credit too because he wrote this film with his girlfriend at the time deborah hill who had actually been a babysitter before so she took a lot of her uh I suppose, babysitting knowledge. And the original title of the film was called The Babysitter Murders. <laughs> so, I mean, you could you could see how that's, that's a case. really dark <laughs> sequel to The Babysitter's Club. <laughs> I also don't feel like the franchise would have been able to go where it went had that been... Right. No, of course right. not, no. Because, like, Halloween is so ambiguous. Right, it's so anywhere. open-ended. So, the top-billed person and the lead is uh, the doctor and... His well, name. he's in, like, all of he's them. He's the only one that's consistent, at least through the original sequels. Yeah. Dr. Loomis. Yeah, yeah he's, Loomis. like, in till the end. He's played by a guy named Donald Pleasence. Pleasence? I don't know. Pleasence. So, it was originally written for Peter Cushing. Do you recognize that name? No, <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> close, you're close. He's, he's, no, uh, he's he, Grand Moff Tarkin. He, yeah, he's Tarkin from Star Wars. Another Star Wars guy, but a less cool Star Wars, was the second choice, Christopher Lee. He's in the newer Star Wars, uh, Count Dooku. Dooku, yes. <laughs> He's Count Dooku. But, I don't know, like, Jamie Lee Curtis feels like the real lead here. Well, this, we had, like, we were watching, this had to be... Well, wait, then her... we were like, well, yeah, what else was Jamie Lee Curtis in? The answer is nothing. This yeah, was, she, like, Nothing that movie. we care about. It's like this, Shitty and then, movies. like, fast forward to, like, Freaky Friday and Christmas with the Crimes. Yeah, uh... True lies. Yeah, you know. Okay, but mm-hmm. nothing we care about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like Jamie Lee Curtis, but what's funny, though, is everything I see... Activia commercials. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, from the Activia. Poop And also, I had to look up her age in this. She looks like she's like 30, in her 30s. Well, I was She's not, say, she's 20. That's but I also crazy. Think people just looked older back then. I was going like, to say this I because know. I think there's a phenomenon. Um, the first thing I thought of is, she has a mom voice. Yes, you know, <laughs> and I think that's maybe because we know her as like a, more of like a yeah, mom it's our preconditioned. But also, like our this is like not maybe not really for everybody, but kind of like a parent age, and that that uh, fashion kind of well, it plays through that bit. she and she's supposed to be like the, and she's very motherly. The homely so. one, uh, homely's the wrong. So one. I'm with you. Like I didn't. Like it did, I was like, oh, she's a teenager. She's the high schooler here. But but also, you're at, looking at a time in 1978. That was like roughly give or take a year or two when my parents graduated. It's like, oh, you're 18 now. Get a job and buy a house. That's a good point. Like yeah. it's like, okay, no, I'm done. This is, I am a mom there. now. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, I don't know if you're as familiar. Do you know who her mother is? I'm gonna know it when you say it. So her mother, and you brought it up kind of before. Her mother is Janet Lee, and Janet Lee is famous for. Do you know what film? Psycho. She's oh. actually the woman in the shower. Look at that. And really? John, yeah, and when John Carpenter like found uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, he's like, this is awesome. This is this is like, she's good. I mean, she's not so bad. Right, this right, right. Yeah, it just happens to be. To Psycho. Yeah. Like, what, what a great coincidence. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is. That's the Lee in the Jamie Lee Curtis. So Which not, is weird because my dad's name is Lee Curtis. 
Really? Lee Curtis Ferrara. Is he Jamie Lee Curtis? Well, she does have both sides. What? No, no, I don't think I'm not. Oh, that's also something we talked about. We, when did we, that rumor when did, start? Yeah, that is definitely not there's true. There's nothing there to indicate. <laughs> I get it, she kind of has a strong jaw, whatever. But, like, where but did that, that come from? that was a real from? rumor. So, I actually thought of that rumor before I saw this. Because For anybody that doesn't know, the rumor is that Jamie Lee Curtis is hermaphroditic and has both sets it's definitely not like internalized true, which i don't know how these things like start, male testicles or a something similar I, one oh, i sorry. don't believe it and i'm not throwing any libel or slander <laughs> i'm just saying it's a rumor that's out there that we're but i'm just which curious so when silly. that that kind of came out of the blue but and, and <laughs> you can actually look it up like when that started because i was like looking it up and i don't remember that's but, something like an angry boy like ex-boyfriend would say but well one I, I dumped her because someone um, recently brought up that like richard Gere put a gerbil in his ass well that was like i feel like that's an and that's outstanding the one. Too. I've never that's heard that. the same thing almost. Marilyn Manson cut yeah, his Marilyn ribs Manson out to his suck his own dick. <laughs> or uh, or Fleetwood Mac. Why can't I think of her Who? name? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Like Stevie Nicks. Like oh, uh, she only took cocaine when they blew it up straw up her ass. Or uh, Rod Stewart. <laughs> I feel like Kim, he's just making Or whoever. They like, insert random musician there like they had to go to the hospital to get their stomach pumped or something. there's always like these just like I did ever, hear that about ever, Little Kim yeah but but before Little Kim it was Rod Stewart and before you know it's like yeah. it's always just these outstanding rumors and of, they build and build and build but I'm just curious like, like the Jamie Lee Curtis one just because of the topic when did that start because there's nothing there indicating that she has I'm gonna look it up right now uh, okay. like Snopes does like rumors yeah. I don't believe it for one second I'm not throwing that out there I'm just curious about who was the first guy to go you know what I bet you she's got balls. <laughs> it's like, Snopes says it is false. Snopes.com. So silly. What, she, was had, all, she was at a dinner one night and sneezed and her testicles dropped. I know it's like what? So silly. Like, no, but Jamie Lee Curtis, this? I think, does a great job in no, this and film. She's, uh, it, and she's, no, and she's perfect for the part. She's like, a great. She's a really good actor. So like, I don't know where that comes I'm just, from. Say, she's not, I'm just very curious how that got started because I don't get it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> back to real things about movies. Uh, I knew it was going to come up, and I'm like, it, oh, you, look you, up you just got it. It always <laughs> comes up. <laughs> so I was going to say, like, not a big cast here because it had to be an indefe- independent film. Um, we liked that, that one of the credits was stunt. Stunt. Yeah, not even stunt man. It was just the one stunt. It just said stunt. <laughs> I guess which they're assuming, excuse me, after Michael Myers gets shot at the end and falls off the balcony. That's the, like the one the stunt. The cast credits were quick. <laughs> Who plays Michael Myers? I actually did not even write this down or look it up. Oh, I have no idea. So many people have in the past. Let's see who the original Michael Myers was, because that person should get credit. Nick Castle. You know that guy's rocking Comic-Cons. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I actually co-wrote Escape from New York with Carpenter. Huh, that's, that's good to know. That's interesting. So um, the rest of the cast, though, and I thought they all looked like pretty c- convincible convincible you know someone named nancy kyes played annie pj souls as linda uh, pj souls is in stuff she's in other stuff is she yeah pj also, souls most women in the 70s were named linda apparently <laughs> isn't your mom named linda it i know is. she does so a, she definitely does a lot of the like horror conventions she, Not my mom. she does the circuit pj yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> your mom oh she's in rock and roll high school we'll cover that she's in carrie okay that's cool, Private Benjamin. The Devil's Rejects, Drawbaker. Wow, she'll get a lot of coverage on this podcast. So PJ Souls, and who, which one did she play? The blonde one, right? Linda, yeah, Linda. The one in like the the, the blue jacket. I don't, I don't know what to... There are not too many characters in this film. 
But by the way, this film was selected by Congress as historically and culturally significant. Oh, I'm sure. And, and that makes sense. I, you know, that Congress list, you would think like buttoned up Washington people, and I know they probably don't choose, wouldn't like choose a film like this to preserve, but they choose some like really good films. So go Congress, the one thing you do. <laughs> um, I didn't one, even know that was like a thing. Yeah, yeah, these are like preserved for, I mean, I don't know what they do, lock it in a vault or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's in the, the Disney, Disney vault. <laughs> Disney vault. <laughs> <laughs> Only to be released on Blu-ray one. <laughs> So, um, were there any uh, particular scenes or things you want to talk about in regards to like the nitty gritty of this film? Um, I think the big thing is like the simplicity of yes, it. which know? is nice to see. This film's an hour and a half long, and it just yep, it's not and convoluted. There's, and there's no tricks. There's there's really not much gore. There's a little bit of blood, and it, it's something that like I was saying. Oh, there's Michael Myers. There's Freddy. There's Jason. But the one thing that Jason kind of picked up from this, I feel like, it's the fact that. Michael Myers never runs. He's never actually like you know. It's it's just he's a force. Yeah, he, Michael Myers. You're right. Because he, he has weird. He's, he's like super strength or he's, something. But he's just gonna walk. You can run. You can scream. He's just gonna. And somehow walk walking, you. he's just gonna catch up to you. Because you're gonna panic and you're gonna break your leg. And I think that's the thing. It's it's not so much you're afraid of a man. You're in, you're afraid of an unstoppable force. But isn't it weird though that he's not like like Freddy's clearly supernatural, right? Right. Jason, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Jason's. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Jason is too. Yeah. Then he goes to space and it gets weird. He also fights Freddy. <laughs> in space. Is that in space or is that Jason X? Oh no, I think it's Jason X. Yeah. Does he go to hell in one of them? Or... He, he does. does. <laughs> yeah. No. Those. Da- maybe later Halloweens do as well, but like those dabble more with the supernatural. No, but for sticking for the prototypes, whatever you want, the, the uh, that's archetypes—that's the word I'm looking yes. for. Yes, like the first and original. Like, uh, I think that's the scary thing about Michael. It's that it's just this unknown, and he gets stabbed in the neck, he gets stabbed with a knife, he gets shot, and it just doesn't stop. So it doesn't matter how fast or how far you run. This guy's just going to keep coming. But it's, it's also so annoying how, oh. I just stabbed him with my knitting needle. He's probably dead. Like, yeah, she doesn't double tap or like check or anything. Or, and just well, drops you know, the knife yeah. on the ground. Like, and then That's does it again later. Like, come on, come That's on. A... <laughs> no, it's true. But I, I would say ninety percent of horror films we watch. That's part of the fun too, right? I oh, feel like when you watch you, them. I mean, like, just as like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we also like a little bit of like the pattern and predictability. It's like you know, it's like for your own fun, you're gonna forsake that you're gonna like let it go <laughs> like okay michael myers picks up the, the one girl's like boyfriend and picks him up with one hand stabs him with the knife and he's pinned to the wall this body just hanging on a knife blade it's like okay we know that's not gonna happen no but for the first time for an audience to see something like that yeah it's terrifying it's like and i, and I want to make it clear like if we're gonna this film is not what i would call politically correct oh, because no, of course not. as we talk like there it is cool that he's like not supernatural and like that's someone who could actually haunt us but it's also like i'm sure like the mental illness advocates right are not gonna right. be like like happy you know, oh with this you're telling film. me every disturbed child's gonna it's like because <laughs> i mean I, I think they go into that in like the uh sequels prequels remakes whatever about why is michael myers that way to begin with you know what did he see to make a child turn that way but i think that's the scary part too is the fact that what if this, this, this guy is just born that way it's it's like 
we don't know why he's a monster, but we know he's a monster. And the doctor just says, you know what? I spent years with him. He's pure evil. You don't need any more details. He's pure and, evil. And see, and he does say that. I was going to say there's no, and I'm sure later films fill in this gap, but it feels like there's no real motive. Or what do you think his motive is in this film? If you, if you had to fill in the gaps yourself. You know, the first thing we see between him and his sister is he's trying to go out trick-or-treating and his sister's giving it up upstairs to, you know, Johnny next door. And maybe it's this idea of jealousy, like you picked him over me. But or, why does he come back, I guess, is my question. Just like, And then starts killing, you know. Well, he take- Fuck them all. Fuck all my family. They're all awful. Even that little rotten baby. <laughs> well, he takes the tombstone, right? And he's like, that's a little bit weird. And he's... You know, it's the idea that she He has was... middle child syndrome. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, like, I guess the sister was supposed to be babysitting him. Oh, true. And she clearly didn't give her attention. He doesn't like irresponsible baby- And what is he doing? He's going after... The first... Uh, the, the victim after he gets back is a babysitter. Well, no, actually, the first victim is the truck driver. He killed the, the oh, mechanic to get his... Oh, truck driver. Yeah, to get his uh, mechanic's uh, jumpsuit. But, you know, Annie... The, the brunette, like, she gets killed because she... I'm going to go ditch these kids so I can go fool around with my boyfriend. And she dumps the the Lindsay girl on Jamie Lee Curtis, who's already watching the little redhead. He wasn't redhead. Wasn't he? was dirty blonde. I don't know. <laughs> the, so a lot of people have interpreted this movie in a lot of ways. And anything that's a classic, people, like, take in all different directions and, and that's the thing. over-interpret. Maybe, I say, we were taking something just really simplistic, like, it shouldn't have any explanation, but... Well, one of the biggest theories... I just like stabbing! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really good at it. <laughs> one of the biggest, like, theories of, like, what this film means is just, like, it's... A lot of people thought it was, like, an anti, like, sex thing or anti, like, promiscuous or premarital sex thing. Even that becomes a trope with horror now. But again, this yes. is where it started. So and, and as we mentioned, like, the people who are just, like, like to fool around, I suppose, are uh, are the ones who get killed. It's really and, like... violent slut-shaming. <laughs> and again, I don't, we don't know if Jamie Lee Curtis' character is a virgin, but she definitely has, like... Implies she acts it. like it. Yeah. yeah. It implies it, like we said. And a lot of people have taken it like that. And John Carpenter is actually... I read, like, he addressed this, and he's like, I wasn't trying to say that at all. He's, he said once that, like, she is more aware because of that, but because she's sexually repressed... And that he was, like, trying to show that, like, from by the stabbing. Right. And that kind of stuff. And, like, the fact that she's not... Like, she should be having sex, but instead she's channeling her sexual frustration. Which is like, weird in itself. But she's channeling her fr- sexual frustration into, like, the killing. Like, trying to protect herself. And she's more aware because of... Which is just like... What? I'm like, meh, sometimes you should... That clar- seems like a clar- clarify just, your just, let yeah. Yeah. just let it go. Just let it go. So I don't know where I feel about that. If anything, I would almost see it more from like the opposite perspective. Like Michael Myers maybe has a crush, like some sort, because he's clearly stalking Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. You know, and Michael Myers is a sexually repressed one, and he's going after a woman who won't give it up, or maybe he he likes that she won't give it up, and she's the pure one, and he's going to get to penetrate her one way or the other, and if it's not with his wiener... It's with the knife, you know? <laughs> now that seems like a stretch. <laughs> we should, I, I would like a Freudian interpretation of this film. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. A- another um, interpretation of this film... Well, okay, I shouldn't say this interpretation. It's more of a criticism. And I actually agree with this one. Like like I said, I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis is the lead here. Of course. And she has to be, like, saved in the end by, like, Dr. Loomis. Who, by the way, kind of sucks. One, he clearly is not doing his job with uh, Michael Myers here in terms of, like, he was supposed to help him and he didn't. But that aside, he waits 90% of this film at the house. Yeah, the killer's, like, on the loose. Yeah, and, yeah. and the cop And goes, doesn't want the cop to tell him. <laughs> yeah, 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 don't, don't, don't warn anybody. Probably because he knows he's going to get in trouble. <laughs> Probably, but then, you know, he comes in and lets just, like, with the gun and saves the day, I suppose. And I th- if this film's written now, you know, the Jamie Lee Curtis's character kills him, and it's, the, it's not saved by, like, the random doctor guy. Right, because it would be the whole empowerment thing. But that, or maybe ridiculed for standing your ground. <laughs> oh, man. But, like, other people have said, like, this is kind of, like, a feminist film, because it's one of the first films to have... Like, I mean, psycho. Your female psycho, protagonist. Of course, but like female protagonist. It did start this whole slasher genre where, like, the woman is, like, the final Usually girl. Usually your hero, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole final girl thing. And, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, the typical or the prototype, as he said, archetype or whatever. Yeah. One of these types. Uh, final girl. So, like, this is, like, a, such an overanalyzed film. And, and I was going to say, like, I feel like a hypocrite because I do have a podcast where I analyze films. <laughs> but it's like sometimes I just want to sit back and just enjoy and just watch Just take it for what it is. And... and to me, Halloween is like that. Like a movie where it's just definitely a movie where you, you don't want to have a lot of lights on. You know, you just want to watch in the dark. And are there silly moments? Yes. But like, it's still, I think, a good... It's still enjoyable. Yeah, well, it's, it's like a good like, jumpy film. movie too. I mean, not if you've seen it a lot of times and know what's coming, <laughs> but like, you know, if you're first watching it. I can imagine it's, again, like as a, like a kid seeing it for the first time. It's a perfect time, yeah. popcorn horror. Oh, it's a like, great slumber party movie. Exactly. This is like yeah, that's a good point. This is something little girls would rent at a well, like not me, little girls would rent for a slumber party. Yeah, like I'll, I, it's called high school slumber party, but I do a lot of films that are just based in high school that are not necessarily slumber party films. You know, <laughs> back to the babysitters club. <laughs> but this is definitely guys. Right. I rented Black Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> this is something you would watch at a slumber party as well. And again, it's it's we're doing it today because they are high schoolers. We do get one high school scene, um, but they're very. It's, it all takes place in one day, which is not Halloween, right? It's the day before Halloween. It's day before? No, it's is the. It? Is it the night of? It's the night of. Okay. Which was my second question. I was kind of confused. Where did these kids, because she's babysitting. Well, yeah, we asked that during it. When did they go trick-or-treating? That's why I thought it was the the night before. The kids' parents left. No, because there's other kids out trick-or-treating. That's why, yeah, that's why I was a little The one kid's dressed up in his little, like, astronaut costume, but just sitting home watching TV. Yeah. And it's like, take the kid (laughs) trick-or-treating. And, like, it wasn't before, because, like, Jamie Lee Curtis was, like, Riding around with the other girls, smoking. Yeah. And who cars your jack-o'-lantern the night of Halloween? That, uh, you don't I'll, even get to put it out. I'll say this. Like, I think our generation's mastered Halloween. Back then, like you said, we're, we're decorating in September now. Back then, like, they just did things. Because there were people who would decorate the Christmas tree Christmas Eve. Yeah, that was, like, you know? part of the... It was just, like, holidays were just holidays. There was no holiday season yeah. that we yeah, have now. Sure. Like, two we're or three greedy. month lead-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mentioned uh, Haddonfield High School for a reason. This takes place in Illinois, but I, I don't know if you're familiar. There's a Haddonfield, oh, New Jersey. Haddonfield oh, yeah. 
Illinois does not actually exist, no, it does not. but they named it after Haddonfield, New Jersey. Which is exactly what I was going to say. So yeah. I was like, oh, it wasn't, I, I know Haddonfield. It, it's named after Haddonfield, New Jersey. There's no such thing as. It's not too far from where you went to college, right, Rowan? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Which New Jersey must have a thing because Camp Crystal Lake was the Boy Scout camp, Camp Nobi Bosco. Mm. Or like right in that immediate area. I think it was like one of the like one of the screenwriters. She was from Haddonfield, New Jersey, and that's like where she got the idea from. Yeah, Deborah Hill. That's who again. She was she was John Carpenter's girlfriend at the time, and she Mm -hmm. co-wrote a lot of his films together. Also, Escape from New York. But uh, she was born in Haddonfield, New New Jersey, and grew up in like between (laughs) between Philly and Haddonfield. So it is actually, you're right, named after the Haddonfield, New Jersey, which I thought was an interesting little fact. This I is love one of these some films. New Jersey facts. <laughs> or Weird New Jersey podcasts. See, that's funny. Weird New Jersey was a book when we were growing up. What was the magazine? A magazine and a book. It still is. But, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but now, like, I'm sure they have a podcast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But now... They had a show on history for a while. Briefly, yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Briefly. It didn't do too well. Um, no, because they already wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> but now, that comes out just as a podcast. If, like, New right. Jersey was a thing now. Right. And it probably right. might be even more popular than it was at Yeah, the as time. a podcast, it's more accessible, for sure. Because it was very local. It was like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the last time I saw a paper version was probably in Asbury. <laughs> oh, another note I wrote here, like one of the only songs featured in the film, and I, I, don't, I didn't write what scene is uh, Blue Oyster Colts Don't Fear the Reaper. Right, I was singing it to the dog when it was playing. They were in the car while they were smoking. You still spooked? I wasn't spooked. Lie! I wasn't! I saw somebody standing in Mr. Riddle's backyard. Probably Mr. Riddle. He's watching me. Mr. Riddle was watching you? Lori, Mr. Riddle is 87. He can still watch. It's probably all he can do. What's the pumpkin for? I brought it for Tommy. I figured carving a jack-o'-lantern would keep him occupied. I always said you'd make a fabulous Girl Scout. Thanks. And for that matter, I might as well be a Girl Scout myself tonight. I plan on making popcorn and watching Dr. Dementia. Six straight hours of horror movies. <laughs> Little Lindsay Wallace won't know what hit her. <laughs> That's like, shit, it's it. my can dad. We, <laughs> can we talk about the sound effects when uh, the nurse and Dr. Loomis like first get to the hospital and see like all the patients out on the lawn? You're serious about it, aren't you? Yeah. You mean you actually never want them to get out? Never. 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 Then why are we taking him up to Hardin County if you're just going to walk Because that is the law. Since when did they let them wander around? Pull up to the main gate. Shouldn't we put... Go on, move. Stop here. Wait. 
That was the Wait. opening scene? Yeah. Right, when he's, about, yeah. he's asking the nurse or They're history, the most like, comical sound effects. Like, they're so... They? Yeah, they're so fake sounding. Like, boom! Yeah. Crash! <laughs> yeah, like, almost sound like, like Batman, like, pop smash when the window breaks. But then they, like, like then that style of sound effect just, like, disappears for the rest of the movie. It's just also, in that one Also, what happened to scene. the nurse? So it's him and the nurse. Uh, he gets out to open the gate. The car gets smashed by... Michael Myers, yeah. and he rips the nurse out and steals the car, and the doctor goes, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And then he takes off after Michael. Do we ever know what happens to the nurse? He's just left there with the rest of the loose I, patients. I, I try not to think about that in movies, because I, like, think Too about sad. that a yeah. lot, and then it, like, bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she was just there with all the loose Which patients. Which just leads you to think, no, this doctor's kind of a shitty guy. <laughs> he, he, he can't be the best guy. Let's well, it's obviously his fault all the patients escaped in the first place. Well, we don't know that, because he wasn't there. So somehow Michael might have... Uh, maybe Halloween 17 will, will tell us, yeah, or maybe Halloween true. 9 tells us anyway. <laughs> but uh, I, I like how this movie begins, actually, because I like when movies begin this way if I haven't seen them before. It's almost like Jurassic Park, which a lot of people do call a horror film. Oh, absolutely. Um, For the same reason Jaws is. Like what's the, the Jurassic Park, though, has like seven openings. So can't, what's yeah. The, what's the first, first opening of Jurassic Park? The, the uh, Raptors, right? Right, the, they're loading the raptors into the feeding cage with Muldoon. Yeah. And Muldoon is a character, but he's not nearly the main no, character. No, no, not at know? all. <laughs> and the one, because we never see it. We never see the raptors. Mm-hmm. They're loading it in, and the one worker gets like pulled into the cage. And like that's the whole Yeah, and, this, like, and if you think about it, like we mentioned Jaws, but like Jurassic Park is like another, and the more I think about it, like another Spielberg horror film, which is... The the marketing and like the toys and how big that movie got like kind of to me takes it out of the horror genre. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's because horror almost by but Jurassic Park was never scary. And it has very soft moments in it. it very soft, like yes, that. yes. But and like the comedy breaks. If you just say it to somebody like an alien land scene, you say the premise of Jurassic Park. Right. How is it different from like Cujo or movies right, like that? Exactly. You know, like. But it, it, I feel like horror. Did you just compare Jurassic Park to? Yeah, because like being stalked by an unstoppable animal that's just sent there to turn your tear you apart. But I feel like horror in itself is is I think that's why it ties very well to like punk rock and the punk scene is that there is this DIY low budget like when it gets too big it's not good anymore. No, <laughs> you know it's, it's true. It's like and I feel like that's kind of why there's a little bit of a camaraderie there. No, yeah, no, I hear you. And like some of the best horror films are some of like the lower budget ones and well i like can't be horror so i would have to agree yeah no like, so, i'm a, and I'm and a I big fan clear. of like trauma films and stuff so like sitting here like if at least for me like some of the things i'm ripping like are are, are funny but like it doesn't take away from the movie for me like not not too much because i again i picture myself at a drive-in in 78 and that's the like the end of the drive-in era, so right. it's a really you know, <laughs> it's a it's not a good seventies, no. <laughs> yeah, not a good. And watching this and just being like, oh. or like when the VHS came out for this, it must have been really cool. right. Exactly when you're sitting <laughs> like like she said when you're a twelve year old kid, if not younger, and it's like your first slumber party, and you guys are downstairs. You put this in the VHS tape, you know the There's VHS boobs. player. <laughs> well, that's another thing in this film too. Like, it's very uh, not very, but sex and violence. Yeah, sex yeah. and violence. Our like, two yeah. main drives in life. Whose boobs do we see? Uh, the sisters. It starts out with the sisters' starts, yes. boobs. She's got good boobs too. They're perky. 
She's got a good rack. <laughs> They're uh. And then uh, um, we, I'm pretty sure we see the blonde girl's boobs. The blonde girls. Yeah, we definitely the do. The one with like the pigtails. Right, right. And then I think that's kind of it. I think that the is it. Briefly gets naked. Uh, she's not friend. naked. She she's, changes her shirt, and you yeah. see her in her like underwear and from the back. Yeah, you don't see her. But you don't her see her. No, but like I feel like that's it's unnecessary. implied. Yeah. It was unnecessary. <laughs> it's like how anime films are. <laughs> well, anime is just unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's high school anime, but like, oh, I'm sure. And I just, I, uh, you know, what? that's a world I don't need to dive into. Like I said, I'm not proficient. And everyone's in. like, "Oh, you like sci-fi and comics and all this stuff." You, like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know enough about anime. I don't know enough about horror. But like, anime is a world that, like, I, I couldn't tell you one from another. Horror might be one of my weakest genres, but I'm not even close no, to anything. And, on and anime. I feel like anime is such a deep subculture because like you talk about diehards and like these people like without insulting any, I, just, I just I just can't do it so, <laughs> it's not for me we're <laughs> well anyway so again like I do I do like the whole opening coda here in terms of you know with the kid first of all with kids doing horrible things is always unnerving like that, even in real life the image of him in the costume again right. like you know with, with the knife is like wow creepy kid clown Knife, like it's kind of a good recipe threat. there. Yeah, good recipe. And boobs. <laughs> well, boobs are always good, but I, I would I've never classified boobs as threatening. Although I'm willing to are find sure? that pair. <laughs> and there's, I want to see the first pair of threatening boobies. You've never been threatened by boobs. <laughs> Not women's. <laughs> maybe one time you didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> Back in your youth. Confused, maybe. <laughs> I was saying this recently on another uh, episode. I can't remember which one. I remember like renting, or maybe. Watching like Titanic with adults and knowing a sex scene was coming. Watching and, like, okay, and wa- that's the most the awkward point. <laughs> I saw Jerry Maguire w- in the theater with both my parents <laughs> because we were down the shore on like family vacation. Oh, like Jerry Maguire with your parents, and, and it was so raining. Weird. It was raining like like, and it was like, well, let's see a movie. Let's and my dad's like, oh, it's a sports movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool, like sports football sport. players, and like. Very early on in Jerry, not that it's like gratuitous. There's no like nudity here, but it's like it's just Tom Cruise like banging the hell out of that redhead chick. Oh yeah, in the beginning, like before he breaks up with her, and I'm just sitting there going, Kelly oh, Preston, I think. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't know I was what nine when that movie came out, and I didn't know how to react. And both my parents are like wa- like watching me, waiting for me to react, and I'm just because like my mom's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so funny. and I, so, I thought I had to be like. I knew what was going on. Of course. Like, like, you know, it's, but I'm just, like, I knew I had to pretend like I didn't. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. And I, like, <laughs> I just, it was so cringy and like, oh my God, I will take diarrhea on an airplane before <laughs> going through that again. How about now? Can you watch a sex scene in a film with your family now? Oh, I make it a point to. <laughs> Every time they come over, no, I just on. put on, I make it, because that way they'll leave faster. <laughs> I feel like HBO maybe has changed the culture because, like, there's, like, sex scenes in every HBO show. Oh, everything now. And it's, and, like, and it's like, I talk about it, not the scene Although, itself, I remember, the... like, my, like, when that first started happening, like, like when G-String Divas. Like, <laughs> not I'm, bad. No but, like... I re- no, but I'm just saying, like, I remember just the fact that HBO would allow that. And I remember, like, getting up at night, like, uh, 
you know, seventh, eighth grade and like walking in, my dad's like watching it. He's like, can you believe they're showing this shit? And I'm like, I don't need to see you watching this. Like, <laughs> I love how that like, that was like such an excuse. Yeah, like, like, I can't believe this. I'm going to keep this on for two hours. You know, they're actually getting rid of all that on HBO because again, people have the internet. They don't need to watch the taxi There's cab no confession. Yeah. <laughs> No, but and it's also again integrated in every Playboy couldn't make it. I'm sorry, G String Divas, you're off the hook. <laughs> Your pole got taken down. But uh, again, every every show has it anyway. So uh, like now, I guess it's not that big of a deal to watch it with your family, right? Damn, <laughs> it's normalized. <laughs> but if you put yourself in like John Carpenter's shoes or whoever's like making these films, like these, especially these slasher films, like. Sex and violence. Again, you know people are going to rent it for that. It's funny. I remember like taking an advertisement class in uh, in college. And they, oh, every any time, they're always going to brush up against like subliminal. And it's like, those are like the two things. It's like, oh, it's sex and violence that drive people's like, it's your primal brain. And that's what's going to I don't think there was like something. ratings back then either the way that there are now. Like, I think they could kind of like get away there- with doing more in movies Yeah, there, there was just then? like every other movie and then there was NC-17 or X or whatever it was. It was either... Yeah, X it was, either, was... It was either just movie or... Or banned, porn. yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, no, and the X is... Yeah, or porn or banned. But yeah, no, there was no PG-13. It was either PG or R, or that's it. There was yeah, no, no like, so you're right, Autumn. They definitely could get away with that kind of... Because now we know sometimes movies like lame out because they want that PG-13 rating. Because they think they'll get a wider audience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. and those, For the money. Yeah. It's the same thing Marvel had such a hard time. You know, we'll let Fox do the R Marvels. Because, <laughs> you know, could you imagine a, an R... Uh, Infinity Wars, like if the kids can't see it, oh especially my God. in like the internet era, because like Disney used to release our stuff on like Touchstone, and no right. one knew it was Disney. Exactly. <laughs> but now it's like again, everyone knows. Well, now Disney owns just every movie, pretty so. much everything. <laughs> so, any other uh, scenes or moments from Halloween that you want to discuss or remember? Memorable things. Again, it's a pretty simple film. There's not like little like segues here or there. There's pretty much one no, storyline. No, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Well, it's, two. It's, just, yeah. it's Jamie Lee Curtis's and like the kids, the teenagers, the high schoolers, and the doctor. And does he have an accent? I don't think on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not part of his character. I think this is kind of the way Oh, right. Like, no, because he's British, so that's definitely not a British accent. It's like a generic European like doctor accent. I think it's just a doctor accent. Yeah, so those are like the two avenues here so any any other moments you guys discussed while watching or? no it's just like like you said the whole like uh which i mean it's almost a plot device now in the way that modern horror movies have to find a way to discount the cell phone you know it's yeah no pre-cell phone films are so much better and it's in this in that same way you had to discard the police and that's where you get. Uh, is there only one cop in town? There's the sheriff, and it's the girl's dad. But seems like like a bigger town than just you know. They should have more than right. one person. Is it a bigger town though? It's not. It's not. How big is Haddonfield? I. It's not like ten people. Also, you know? I got a small town vibe is, from it. It is small town Illinois. And that's but like, that's have my two other cops, point. Have three. In in such a small town, you have a state of Illinois. Oh. Oh, okay. Vista Cruiser car, like station wagon, like driving around. It's a very identifiable car, and we see it. Like the girls even see it throughout the day, you know. And I guess maybe stalkers weren't the first thought at the time <laughs> back then, or something like that. But it's like if you have any sort, it's like 
the doctor, hey, he stole a state vehicle. Put a put an APB out. Yeah, on, shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, but still, you don't even have to tell the public. But you can tell your other officers. Go look for the one freaking state vehicle well, to in be, town. To be fair, <laughs> when the hardware store or whatever got robbed, he's like, "Oh, they just stole some knives and some <laughs> and rope. rope." Yeah. No, it's just a bunch of kids, and it's like, <laughs> like he just named like a. You yeah, know, he stole a sounds, mask, a knife, and a rope. Okay. That sounds like a serial killer. Wait, did he buy the, the mask from the hardware store? No, stole he stole it. And oh, then, okay, so and that's why they ran I didn't in mean that. when they were like, yeah. But why would that kind of mask be at the hardware store? It was, it was like a, not quite a hardware store, but like five a and general dime, store. Like a general store, five and dime. Because Haddonfield is a small one-cop town. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. I guess that's what the origins of the mask. I thought it was like... No, they like yeah. He steals it from, and the the cops like it's it's just some crazy it's kid. It's some. Why you gotta believe everything on teenagers, Dad? Because you're stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like, I mean, I think they mention it, but like smell is kind of discounted there. Like just just act natural. Well, they said they say, oh, did you see his face? He could smell it on me. No, he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> eh, probably, you know, you're hotboxing on that <laughs> station wagon. Was it station wagon? No, that was a Monte Carlo. Yeah, it was a Monte Carlo, yeah. But it's also like, you weren't even trying to be subtle. You were blunt cruising. <laughs> like, you have a very big blunt. It was, I mean, also weed back then wasn't as potent, so maybe like you needed that much That more. was definitely more of a joint, but... I don't know. I don't think it was. I think it was more of a blunt. <laughs> it's, it, it, it was a little it was bit... It brown it's... paper, and like it wasn't like... No, it wasn't. Smaller. It was longer. I thought it was interesting at the time that she's, like, she's depicted as like the good girl and like the virgin and yet she's like doing that and i mean clearly it's left open at the end so maybe they're painting the path of her to be corruptible well she comes back in h2o right yes i can't remember what she does there if she has been corrupted or not i, I can't remember <laughs> was it worth uh, it? <laughs> you know? i know i have it on vhs tape possibly upstairs is that a high school film it's also on hulu I don't know. I don't know because I do not remember anything about that movie. They all. I mean, again, I haven't seen. And them I all. know I saw it in movie theaters too. Halloween H two O. Jamie Lee Curtis. It's not directed by a uh, carpenter. Da da da. I don't know. There's not much about it on the internet that I can see. But if it is a high school film, we will return next year and talk about Halloween H two O. But um, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem like it. It is a high school film. I don't know. I'll have to... I'm not going to watch 11 of these to see which ones are high school <laughs> films, but... Oh, there's some young people in the background of this poster. I feel like <laughs> they have to have young people in it to, like, draw the audience in. I want to see that. I want to see a People only want to see high school kids cut up. Nobody wants to see, like... No, I want to see the elderly, like... <laughs> no, I don't really actually want to see that. Imagine a, imagine a horror film, like, just In a nursing on, home? Yeah. That that's kind of scary. You know what? Nursing homes are scary to begin with. <laughs> it's not even a horror... It's just, it's just yeah, actual just living in a nursing, nursing home. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Don't like that. Oh, she was also in Halloween Resurrection, which is the one after Halloween H2O. See, I think I'm confusing those two. 12% are on tomatoes, and people did not like that. And then the Rob Zombie ones came out, which I also... I'm sure those just, like, reboot. They're not... Like yeah, that the, the, was just a full-on hmm. reboot. So no other uh, no other Halloween moments? Should have took notes. I just feel like it would have been so easy to find the car. <laughs> such, such an identifiable car in a small town. And, and after the cop's reaction to the, like, 
store robbery. They weren't. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah, a good not cop. A, he's a sheriff. Not a very effective cop. Not sheriffs very effective. are sheriffs are elected officials. I guess, yeah, I guess. He, yeah, I guess he got elected. <laughs> are sheriffs elected officials in Illinois? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you knew that, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> but um, not an effective cop. Non-effective parent. But isn't honest. that always the case, though? It's like, I don't believe you in everything you say. It's it, Maybe it's the discounting of the teen's opinion or thoughts. or. <laughs> I guess. It's also like, the whole babysitting angle is interesting to me, too, because like I feel like babysitting now, I don't know personally, but it's like a different game. Absolutely. Uh, you can't be like... Back then, babysitting meant just, okay, somebody's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Put the kids to bed. Yeah, just... Maybe we'll come home. Maybe we won't. Yeah. <laughs> now babysitting is: Do you have your classes? Do you, yeah, you know, it was your like, CPR show me classes. Your, yeah, show me your certifications and X amount of recommendations. Oh, I had a babysitting business once with my friend Jenna, and we made flyers and put them in all of the mailboxes in our development that we lived in, and we decided to name it Team Rocket babysitting which is the like bad Pokemon? guys on the okay. bad guys on pokemon <laughs> See, I was, nobody I hired us spoiler alert nobody hired us to be their since babysitter since when were you so into pokemon that you're yeah, talk we, about it. we weren't we were like making microsoft word flyers and her brother like little brother was watching pokemon and said something about that being the the bad guys I don't even know. <laughs> I, it just happened. Well, we didn't watch Pokemon. <laughs> this is what you get from anime. <laughs> <laughs> this is if anyone takes anything from this podcast is to not watch anime. <laughs> apparently, again, I just don't know enough about it. Yeah, we don't know what future movies you're gonna have to review. So we don't, put, we don't <laughs> want to put any bad taste or in offend any mouth. of my anime fans yeah. out there. I also don't. I don't know. I think. We're a little too old now to get into anime right now, you know. I think you have yeah, to. No, it's like have you have to be the old head. That's like <laughs> the hipster of it. Like I've been doing it before; it was cool. Yeah, no. Because or it's like you're on the new cusp of whatever's. I, it, I think it's weird to jump into anime. Now. I saw this zombie. Actually, I think it might have been called like Zombie High School, Uh-oh. and it was an an anime. No, it, it was is. actually it was on Netflix, actually... and that was. Zombie High School is definitely okay. Out. Yeah, no, that's actually like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my list, though I have never seen it. <laughs> well, if there's nothing else to talk about with Halloween, I mean, again, like it's not that there, it's like a bad movie and there's nothing to talk about. It's that it's just such oh no, a... it's not a bad movie at all, and and you have to take it at its time. And it's like we said in the beginning, it's very trite and like tropic now, but that was all new and like I don't say revolutionary. That's a bit overstatement, <laughs> but like. But a little bit. In terms kind of, of it's, like, it's like nobody... It, the slasher genre, for sure. Yeah, well, just the fact that it could be a little silly, but it's, it was never done before. It was just... So to have the... It's a model for other movies, it is. though. And everything, every every shot in that movie was unexpected. You know, that, nobody, nobody knew exactly how this was going to play out. Especially after, like, Michael's down for the first time. Oh, she killed him. Oh, fuck, he's back up. Like, and everybody thought, like, he just keeps coming. And, like, th- you don't get a resolution at the end. And that's what upsets a lot of people in a good way. Like, the best thing about a horror movie is not to be, maybe not to be completely terrified or scared, but it, that uneasy feeling. There's no closure. Yeah. And not in, like, the cheesy, 
we're totally going to milk you for a sequel way. At least not originally. <laughs> but in this moment, it wasn't meant for that. It was meant for the he's still out there effect. Especially, you got to remember, this is at the same time. You're not too far removed from, like, the CBK killer and uh, Zodiac killer. This is all in that era anyway. That's true. Just, just riding that wave. So it resonated, I think. Yeah, and, and again, this is like, it, it's in an era where this is... I TBK, bet if you see TBK, this... not CBK killer. TBK. <laughs> Sorry. I bet if you see this in 78, you're having issues sleeping, you know? Yeah. Think about it. I mean, what was the Zodiac killer doing? Young couples fooling around in their car. That's true. And then, boom, here's Michael Myers. Isn't it interesting, too, like, like uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up before we close is, like, it also brings this genre of, like, high school students, which are very common in horror films, and, like, suburbia. Mm-hmm. You know, that suburban Cause, high school. Well, they want it to be relatable. Relatable, and it's... Yeah, but most people live in cities. Yeah, but it's that... How many city horror films are there? It's expected uh, werewolves in the hood. Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood, but there's another one. There's um, a werewolves in the Hood. There's yeah, a there's not, there's werewolves in the Hood. I'm you, is that, does that exist? I'm, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's exactly <laughs> called that. But Where? A vampire in Brooklyn, I suppose, is another one. Werewolves need... in the Bible is the first suggestion <laughs> that comes up on my phone. But I think you need, I don't want to say specifically teenage. Werewolves in the, in the Hood is not a movie. <laughs> it is not a movie. Maybe I'm making that movie. But. Little Red Riding Hood is what pops up when you type that in. With suburban teens and suburban high schoolers, you get a built-in naivety. Naivete. Whatever you want to call it. Naivete, I believe. I don't know. (laughs) You know, know, it's it's that, okay, they're kind of sheltered. They're a bit more ditzy, I guess. You know, they're not like, they don't have the street. You know, there's an innocence that makes them easier, or not, not easier, that makes them more satisfying to kill. (laughs) you know no no definitely in that sense and also i guess look there's a lot of like rural horror right yeah being in the woods and stuff like that i think like the city they're already just regular especially like in the 70s it's already like regular fears if you're living in harlem in the 70s you have way more real things to worry about yeah there's just like real killers yeah (laughs) not in every block but you know like in terms of there are very unsafe There's just more people, so the chances of being around a killer are higher. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, you're right. Yeah. And also, less chance to be surprised unless, like, you're in the park in exactly. the city. Like, exactly. you can't, like, have that, like, sneak up on you. Yes, you can, but in a different way. In, in a way different way. And, like, th- this is, you know, the, the suburban horror, especially the suburban... Because everybody looks, even horror. people in the city, they look to the suburbs as that is the safe place. It's... Yeah, no, that's true. It's the same reason you shut the door to the bathroom when you're home alone. It makes it's that sense of security. Ooh, I didn't even thought about that. Do you shut the door to the bathroom when you're home? It's habit. It's habit. You know. I don't even know if I do or don't. I definitely don't. Next time I'll have to I'll have to remember. I do when I come home at lunch because I'm scared the neighbors are going to come in for the dog and see me pooping with the door open. (laughs) So yeah, sometimes you know. But point being. That you know, people look to the suburbs like, oh, you're in your safe little bubble. Yeah, and it's great you know, when and it's it, disturbed on film. Exactly, and you want to upset that. So on this podcast, we rate films from one to five, but we we like to pick an object in the movie to rank it on. Does that make sense? Like, so, so like, uh, so what what in Halloween should we rank this on? Stabbing. 
Well, that's not an object. That's a <laughs> verb. That's an Five action. Five stabbings. Yeah. Five jack-o'-lanterns? That's that's too generic. That's I was gonna go there, but I'm like that's yeah, way too. The kid too. really like. Let's um. This was a tough one. I couldn't Five think of. Five needle points. Needle points. That's what she gets him with. Was the knitting in the first one? The knitting. And then didn't question it. Just thought like, oh yeah, this little knitting needle needle took this like six foot man out. <laughs> so we we want we want to do needle points. We want to do jack o' lanterns. We want to do. Wait, why did he need the rope from the hardware store? I don't know. It never comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he stole. Maybe what he was planning and couldn't come to fruition. Oh, was it maybe something to get the tombstones? Oh, maybe. That's like a possibility. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. To hoist the tombstone. <laughs> hmm. Oh, dead babysitters. That I like that, actually. Oh, yeah. that's. How that's many dead one. babysitters? Okay. So, so uh, uh, Dan, you can go first. All right. So it's kind of like we discussed. It is a classic. It did establish a lot of the tropes. Um, you can't really take anything away from it in a historical sense. But... Of the three big names, Michael, Jason, Freddy, Michael's kind of the weakest, as far as scariness, character, whatever. Um, and probably my least enjoyed of the three, mm-hmm. just as movies as a whole. We'll give it three out of five dead babysitters. Three dead babysitters. Okay. Just like my freezer. <laughs> Whoa. Police, if you're out there. The one sheriff in town, if you're out there. Yes. Check Dan's refrigerator. There's too many damn teenagers running around. <laughs> you meddling kids. Okay, Autumn. How many dead babysitters? Um, four. I would say four. I mean, it's it's a it's a classic horror movie, you know, and that right there, I feel like makes it higher up there. But it's not my favorite, so I'll have to deduct a star for that. A star, a dead babysitter. One oh, baby, I mean a, a one dead, babysitter. I mean a, one, <laughs> which is technically the answer to there how many go. babysitters died in the film. Really, only one. Well, no, no, I guess two. Now we have one less dead two, babysitter. Two. <laughs> we did have two dead babysitters. No, that's fair. I'm gonna give it a four dead babysitters as well, because I don't have a lot of. Yes, I'll go for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of uh, experience again in the horror genre, and I had. If I I don't remember if I've seen this front to back like this, so this was kind of it was kind of refreshing to me. I was somewhat of new back to eyes. basics, like purest. Then, I knew what he looked like, so the, it, what his his first image wasn't jarring to me, and it was even almost a little silly. But if I never knew what he looked like, it might freak me out. And you have to take it in its time frame. Yeah, and I wish I could, you know. And unfortunately, and that, I that is something very difficult for us to do now. Yeah. But it's it's a great like for what it is, and and you, you hit the nail on the head, Autumn. This is a slumber party film, mm-hmm. so it's like it really works. Yeah, there. it's the definition of like when, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're so. a young kid and <laughs> 13, 14. So I have to give it at at the very least. I have four. definitely watched this at slumber parties before. So for that reason, it's a four. Could he, maybe a, maybe a half dead babysitter, but no, I'm going to keep it as as a, a solid four. No, cut the cut the babysitter in half. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> but one half has to be living. Oh, let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> um, really quickly, f- what are your favorite uh, horror or slasher films? Then, if you had to say, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street is probably like as far as like classic and well known and all that. Freddy to me is. I like it, the mix of terror and tongue-in-cheek comedy. Are those high schoolers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. We're going to have to cover it at one point. Um, 
and there you're starting to see more of the gore and stuff like that too with the fountain of blood from Johnny Depp getting sucked in <laughs> stuff like that and then there's the, all the puns I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for cheesy wordplay <laughs> so give me Freddy that is true you do and like something that pun. can haunt you in your sleep you're never safe you know that's a, that's a great that's just a great format yeah and I think that's where Freddy kind of takes it for me um Plus, you like guys in sweaters. It's a great sweater. Although, (laughs) maybe the hat was too much. Very hipster. Very hipster look, Freddie. Well, he did it before it was cool. (laughs) Yeah, he does have a very hipster look. (laughs) I just realized that. It's my ripped knitted sweater. (laughs) And a a fedora. (laughs) Wow. Autumn, the horror queen. Uh, Am I saying, like, favorite horror movie in general or slasher classic classic slasher because there's no it doesn't mean whatever you want honestly whatever you want to say no rules here i mean don't say titanic you know like oh well (laughs) scream is definitely like one of my favorite horror movies especially like slasher movie which pays Um, homage it plays on everything on on slasher movie but if we're saying favorite horror movie uh i like the film Martyrs. It's a French. That's film. the one I was going to say. That's the that's the one movie yeah. I've never seen. Which it. I, I introduced that you she to did. because I it's my guy. favorite movie. She's the one that showed it to me, and that's it's like such a good movie. It's not even outwardly scary. It was a movie that ended, and I just didn't feel okay. Like not that it was like what it, it was really messed up, but not even like the gore isn't the right term. Just incredibly disturbing, not outwardly scary, just so disturbing that the movie ended, and I needed like an hour or two to like fucking collect myself. Wow! Oh my god! It's a it's a great film. It's 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 really well done, scary to watch, but just very much also a mind fuck. They did, um, and or I guess are doing. Maybe they already did an American remake, but I refuse to see it. Just because. Yeah, I know it won't be as good. The American remake of the French films is never as good. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is also up on this list. I wore the VHS tape out when I was a little kid. Okay. I watched it so wow. many times. <laughs> Which is, again, older than uh, yeah. this film. So that, that's... And based on a true story. Well, well thinly. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, pretty pretty thinly there. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Good good, uh, good song. We, we did a movie called Summer School on this podcast. Which they're... Two of the characters are obsessed with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> but that's as close as we'll get to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think there's no high schoolers in that, is there? Yeah, I think they're like college aged. Yeah, they're a little bit older. That's always confusing. I'm like, oh, this is high school. Damn it, it's college. Totally at heart. We should do SLC Punk. They're not in high school. They're not in high school? Well, no, true. They're yeah, not they're in school. college. They're... He's trying. To, he's like about you're to go right. to law school. To be a lawyer. You're exactly right. what I said just happened. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but that always happens to me. I'm like, oh, get it. oh it's college. When I finish all my high school films, <laughs> and I'll actually have a high schooler at that point <laughs> of my own, but I'll, I'll get into the college films. So, um... PCU. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Well, again, thanks, guys, for coming on. Thanks Thank for having you for me having in, your, in your Halloween-themed home. Uh, I mean, I'll see you before the wedding and at the wedding, as I have RSVP'd people. That's the point of this podcast today, to RSVP to, shit, to Dan on the wedding. <laughs> yeah, get, get your, your shit, shit together. together. RSVP. <laughs> Nail that back. Before my, before my fiance has a panic attack. I, uh, Again. <laughs> now, I know you would be probably upset because people would be dying, 
But would a little part of you be a little excited if your wedding turned into some kind of horror film thing? Um, like, what do you I mean? I don't want to give much away, but the, the, the murder mystery dinner is going to be going to be pretty uh, exciting. I don't know. There's like a new killer. It depends. Like, am I dying or am I the killer? That depends. Do you live as virtuous as the main character? No, <laughs> well, no, you're getting married. No, I guess that is I'm a virtuous the one dying. thing. I guess that's a virtuous thing to get married. It's the holy thing. So yes, you do survive. Um, but all, all because the, I um, had my bouquet full of knives <laughs> to stab everybody with. Well, will you be prepared for a potential slasher film? To I'm just always come? prepared. <laughs> oh man, nope. But can't wait for the wedding. And again, thank you guys for coming on. Now you can opt out of this part. But is there any place that people you want people to find you, or something you want to plug, something you're doing? I don't know. Look out your window. You'll find. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no Instagram, no. Um, yeah, I got Instagram and stuff like that. I think you would then say your Instagram handle. It's Broken Panda eighty seven. On the Instagram. On the Instagram. How about the Snapchat? You the Snapchat. I don't do Snapchat. How about you, Autumn? I'm Exo Glamour Zombie on all social medias, I guess that I'm on. <laughs> Just keep the same name for everything. So you want to follow Autumn on Pinterest, specifically. I don't know. Is that your Pinterest name as well? Find her target. I don't know, but probably. (laughs) Your MySpace name? No, it's not my MySpace name. Do you still have a MySpace? <laughs> I cannot remember my password. But it's still there. And it's still my email, and... yeah, my email address is linked to my T-mail. For those of you that don't know what, what the hell T-mail, T-mail is, yeah. T-mail is the email on your sidekick. Oh so my goodness! I don't have any access. <laughs> I'll to BBM you later. So I have no access to my MySpace. I uh, I live in fear every day that people are gonna find my uh, friends' prediction GeoCities. Oh God! I was very. It wasn't it, are you sure it wasn't an angel fire? <laughs> I was very wrong of how I predicted how friends would end, so I don't want people to be embarrassed. By that. <laughs> but and, oh, as always, we got to plug ChrisCarroll.tk. Yeah, <laughs> Chris. And if you want to learn more about ChrisCarroll.tk, listen to our episode on D three, the Mighty Ducks, because we do discuss it there. Go Renegades of Cheese. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Bye. You're welcome. Once again. Big thank you to Dan and Autumn for coming on this Halloween slumber party adventure. Halloween's motivated me to watch more of these high school slumber party, well, films, but but horror films because I think I think that really captures the essence of high school slumber party, right? Like like this is the kind of films you would rent in high school and watch with your friends and sleep over and have a good time. Um, just a reminder, I'm not sure when the real bad. Halloween 3 episodes comes out, but I definitely know the third time's a charm episode of Halloween 3 is out now. It came out on Wednesday. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, but that's the thing I'm going to do right now as soon as I finish recording this, because I love I love a good third time's a charm episode. Who doesn't? Anyway, check out all the other great stuff on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Just got to uh, kind of slumber with some of the uh, Team Cage Club the other day, we discussed some awesome things. So happy to be a part of the team, and we have so many great shows that are out, that are coming out. 
Check out my old show with Kyle, host of Foodie Films. P.S. I Love Hoffman, which is a show based on the career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. And, you know, great content there. So, your homework for next week is to watch a film, a kind of under-the-radar film, that if you haven't seen, I really want you to watch, because this one, I think, slipped through the cracks, and it's still pretty good. The film is Saved. you're looking at Mary and Jesus does too. I still don't think he's supposed to be white. Of course he's white. Oh gosh. Yeah, what's up guys? So I'm scared of being seen with a cripple. Are you playing footsies with me? Wheelies. Do you want to go out sometime? I'm like totally adorable. I'm not dating right now. What about tomorrow night? You be dating then? Is it possible Jesus might need us to do his will by, you know, not waiting? I'm concerned about Mary. Now, I think that you can help her. You mean like shoot her? No, no, I was thinking of something a little less gangster. You are backsliding into the flames of hell. Yes, we're performing an exorcism. Yes, we are. I am filled with Christ's love. You didn't tell me Pastor Skip was so nice. Mom, we're shaking Skip. <laughs> Secondhand smoke kills. I'm counting on it. Jenna Malone, Mandy Moore, Macaulay Culkin, Patrick Fugit, Heather Matarazzo, Eva Amori, Martin Donovan, Mary Louise Parker. So that's Saved. Definitely want to check that movie out. And our guest next week actually suggested Saved. And I didn't remember this movie really for like years until she brought it up. And I'm like, oh my God, we need to watch this film. And our guest is Erica W. Smith from Bust Magazine. You'll probably recognize some of her work there. She's somebody who I'm super excited to have on because when I first started this podcast, I made like a wish list of people I really wanted on. And... It, it doesn't disappoint. Definitely tune in next week to listen to our episode on Saved. And uh, don't forget to comment on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I post up there a lot, and, and I'm loving your feedback. Like I said, I'm going to start to read some of the comments. Let me know what you think about Halloween, the movie, and the season in general. What are your high school Halloween memories? Fill me in. Definitely want to talk about it. Definitely want to hear it. And I want to interact with with the slumberers. We're in this together, right? We're in this long, this long journey to watch every high school film made. Maybe, maybe not. Don't hold me to that. Anyway, um, make sure you listen to this show. Well, obviously. Make sure you, you when you listen to this show on 
iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, that you leave a review or, or leave, whether it's a written review or five stars, that helps. That helps the algorithm. That helps get the word out. But one of the best ways to get the word out is just tell your friends. Tell your friends about High School Slumber Party. Really appreciate it. So I'll see you next week. That's your homework. Get John Cusack not to block us. And I'm going to leave you with Long Island's own and featured in this film, Blue Oyster Cult. Don't fear the Reaper. More cowbell. I'm not going to do the accent. I'm not going to do the walking accent, though I'm tempted. More cowbell. Don't fear the Reaper. Later, dudes. Don't fear the reaper Nor do the wind, the sun, or the rain Go.